Hello, I am Ariel Munafo. And I am Moshe Ferber. And this is the Silver Lining Podcast. The podcast about security engineering. Hello, everyone. Another episode of Silver Lining Podcast. Uh, we are still in the COVID time um, and, uh, and hopefully we'll be over in, uh, in a few months. How are you, Moshe? Perfect. Thank you. We started the vaccination of uh, people against COVID yesterday. So hopefully we will end this uh, terrible thing. Yeah, so, yeah. But we are not going to talk about COVID. We are here to talk about uh, cloud security. And with us is Asaf Hecht from uh, CyberArk. Good morning, Asaf. Good morning. Hello. A pleasure to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your uh, position in CyberArk. Sure. Uh, I'm Asaf Hecht, a team leader of one of the research team at uh, CyberArk Labs. Uh, our main focus is... Uh, researching security issues in uh, cloud environments, uh, but not uh, only focusing on this. And personally, of course, before this, I was uh, several years in the uh, army. Uh, I led the incidents and response and hunting team. Uh, we searched for APTs. And since then, I was also a few years a, a researcher by myself. So I really like uh, all this uh, stuff and uh, the technical uh, expertise it, it needs. Okay. Perfect. So, so there is a, uh, the, the, you said that you like it. Is something you, from the, you know, you, you were a detective when uh, you were a kid? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, in the background of, of my mind uh, every, everywhere. Uh, I like to break things and uh, mm-hmm. try to fix them, <laughs> hopefully. And uh, th- that's it. So uh, since the re- my release, I I'm, I'm, uh, work for uh, CyberArk. CyberArk uh, is, a, is a very big uh, company. It's actually the second uh, largest in the world, the Israeli uh, second largest uh, public traded uh, company uh, with more than uh, 6,000 uh, uh, customers uh, ne- traded in the Nasdaq. And uh, we lead the uh, field of privilege access security. Mm-hmm. And we also, of course, g- going to talk on uh, things uh, in this area. Okay. Okay. So the reason I uh, asked for you to come over to this podcast uh, is because we, I saw your research about shadow admin, which was really interesting. And so we are here to talk about the shadow admin research. I'm going to talk about a couple of other research that were really interesting. But before of that, you, you're leading a cloud security a research team. T- tell us a little bit about this. I mean, you, you investigate cloud services and you find vulnerabilities, then you publish them. I mean, I'm interested on the aspects of how this support the business. And also, I mean, how do you do this? Do you wake up in the morning and you decide, okay, let's attack this uh, AWS service? Or, or is it a result of uh, some more planned strategy? So let, tell us a little bit about this. Yes. So, uh First of all, this is kind of uh, the fun part uh, because all the things you said are all connected uh, together. Uh, th- the first uh, goal is to, uh, to, to make the, the world, it sounds a bit uh, high and not practical, but, but it's it true. We search uh, worldwide uh, security vulnerabilities uh, to, to, repair, to repair it and to report it to the uh, relevant uh, vendors. So the, the world will be more secure and we hope to find it before the attackers uh, will. Mm-hmm. 
because of course we we we, hear, we all hear it uh, every day that those kind of, of attacks so we try to to help and uh, find this kind of uh, vulnerabilities before they are being exploited in the wild mm-hmm. and uh, the second goal is uh, a benefit of it uh, of course if uh, a vendor if cyberarch has a, a good uh, Uh, labs and uh, good research uh, teams and we publish uh, vulnerabilities and help the the security community uh, the if, the benefit is a, a good branding mm-hmm. of course and we put a uh, cyber arc on the map uh, I can also add that uh, uh, because uh, we had uh, a few uh, we have uh, many good publication and We also got accepted to worldwide uh, conferences like Black Hat and RSA mm-hmm. and so on. So of course, it also helps. Yeah, it's help also the branding and also mm-hmm. bringing uh, new talents to, mm-hmm. to, to your, your yeah. team. I yeah. can also add another uh, important goal is uh, to enhance and improve our product. Mm-hmm. Because we try to go ahead and uh, before the, the attackers and we think like this is our... Uh, Uh, world to think like attackers and uh, even before publishing something we make sure uh, our product is is better mm-hmm. uh, for our customers we try to uh, provide the best uh, solution out there yeah okay and uh, what what type of people do you take for this uh, I mean wh- what is the skill set that is needed yeah so I like first of all to see passions in people and because you need to really like it and uh, to, to, to live in the, the thing you research. You need to dream about it and to think about on, on, on this on the, the coffee because you need to be creative. This is another important skills. And of course, uh, tef- technical uh, knowledge is, uh, is a mandatory, but uh, this is uh, the most uh, basic and uh, Would you say that most people coming from infrastructure security background from a programming background I mean what is their uh, IT background I, I think that uh, most of them will will come from uh, again not so much infrastructure uh, there could be uh, there, there are many transformation there could be a penetra- penetration tester that's become a researcher uh, there could be an internet responder analyst that's become a researcher and so on. I think uh, the most important thing is the potential mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. and the motivation to to get better and improve and the willing to to put all it takes to to break something to to find something because we all we will all agree that everything is breakable mm-hmm. if you invest uh, and be uh, smart enough and creative enough yeah uh, where do you take the ideas of uh, the research I mean what Do you wake up in the morning and you feel like breaking something mm-hmm. I mean, how do you get the ideas yeah so there are a couple of, of uh, options uh, first of all there are the news <laughs> right so if they are uh, we read about something we hear about uh, a recent uh, research from another uh, vendor we also get uh, some ideas mm-hmm. uh, another uh, option is to take a look at our our products and what technolo- te- technologies uh, we use uh, for example if we are going to AWS to the cloud there is a specific service I don't know lambda 
So we might get the idea, let's, let's go ahead and uh, research uh, this uh, service, because again, it will also make sure we are, uh, we are protected and use it properly. Mm-hmm. And also we might uh, find a novel vulnerability and help, help the other uh, the worldwide community. And uh, the third option is, of course, we also keep uh, the option uh, for the researcher to, to choose. Mm-hmm. Because as I mentioned, it's important, I see it as a team leader, it's, in, it's important that the researcher themselves will love and will want to research what they uh, research. Yeah. Okay, so can you give me some, some kind of a ball finger estimation? I mean, from the moment that you decide last research this, How long it takes until you break it and until uh, you write your finding and also the disclosure process I mean can you give us a little bit couple of words I mean uh, the responsible disclosure process sure so the uh, length of the research is very very uh, it's it really depends there are uh, uh, there are a few examples I, I can think about that suddenly uh, we, we notice something. And so it's very, very uh, fast, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, less than two weeks uh, mm-hmm. uh, overall to a, a working POC to, to prove that the vulnerability exists. And in other cases, it could be uh, many months. Uh, but uh, in the process, we also learned uh, important things and so on. Okay. And about uh, the disclosure uh, mm-hmm. process, uh, there are... First of all, the, the, the main and popular vendors have a, a disclosure process that is officially also published, mm-hmm. and there are processes to, to do this, like uh, Google and Microsoft and, and so on. So we, we follow, follow the, the rules, and also in other more uh, less, uh, more small vendors that are not publishing the official, we try to... Uh, To reach them and to contact them in con confidential mm-hmm. way to the security teams to help and mitigate the, the risk I can say that it all always uh, 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 an interesting uh, issue yeah to, to report a vendor uh, let's uh, see you have a vulnerability fix it <laughs> uh, but but I, I think uh, the world uh, progressed and the vendor the Uh, vendors out there understand now that it's the benefit of of all of us mm-hmm. uh, to repair these uh, uh, bugs we also see that some of them uh, provide uh, give you money back right bug bounty programs mm-hmm. because it will be much more uh, worse if uh, yeah. the vulnerability will be exploited in the wild and uh, real customers will uh, be damaged yeah yeah Okay, so interesting. So this is the cloud research team. Let's talk about uh, your research. So we brought here some free, uh, free example of a different research. And the first one uh, deals with a very uh, popular service, especially in the, during the COVID times, which is Microsoft Teams. Tell us a little bit about the vulnerability you found. Yeah, well, it was, it was amazing. Uh, it, it, this one was uh, for the, an example that one was uh, ran uh, really fast. Uh, we discovered the uh, first uh, subdomain uh, under teams that could be takeover then uh, after a research process we uh, we succeeded 
to exploit this sub subdomain via a, a GIF and the illustration uh, video uh, images. Uh, and by sending this GIF image to any user, just by seeing, just by receiving this GIF image, malicious uh, image, uh, is Teams token will be uh, captured and be sent to the attackers. And of course, the the, the impact is, is is huge. After this, uh, the, uh, the attacker will have the identity of this user, as and Moshe, as as you mm-hmm. mentioned, today in the, in the coronavirus uh, period, uh, Teams and uh, other remote working application like uh, Webex and Slack and Zoom are so popular and so variable. And there are sensitive data that is going uh, and passed through this kind of application. So after the GIF is being sent, the attacker got your team's identity. He has ant- access to all your messages. He can history. He can send messages on your behalf. And of course, this is also a very dramatic thing. Uh, this vulnerability could be Uh, expanded automatically like a worm because after I got the first victim uh, I can send on this behalf another uh, GIF images and, and so on. So basically all I need to do is craft some kind of a malicious image and then send it to anyone I will in response get the authentication token back so I can uh, repost on behalf of his. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not familiar a bit with him I need to be in the same organization in order to send Uh, someone a gift or I need to be a, or can I be in different organization yes, it's, a, it's a good uh, question mm-hmm. uh, most of what we will think yeah teams is for inner uh, organization communication but also the the covid the prove us uh, otherwise because there are some cases that you need to talk with a third party or a provider third software provider uh, or maybe you need to uh, recruit some someone so you need to have an A remote interview right so there is an option to also uh, commu- communicate with external users and this is uh, dangerous okay so uh, it's uh, basically I can receive this gift from anyone and mm-hmm. it's a problem in the what in the interpreting the gift mm-hmm. in the image interpretation uh, model yeah okay under the wood there, there is a, mm-hmm. a call for the subdomain and the team's token is being a sender and Mm-hmm. Again, it's a bit simplified, but uh, yes. Okay, so when, uh, whenever the, 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 uh, your, the Teams is accessing the, the subdomain in order to get the pictures, his token is being sent, and this mm-hmm. is what's being captured. Exactly. Interesting. How long it took Microsoft to fix this? Uh, they, they acted very quickly. Uh, we, of course, uh, they are the partners of CyberArk, and uh, it was important for us to, to fix it uh, properly. And we also help in the in checking the fix and it was a uh, very very quick and then we also publish it so uh, organization this is another impact of this mm-hmm. kind of publication other application and developers should look for the same mm-hmm. vulnerability it's true maybe this one was uh, fixed uh, but there are well, there might be other similar vulnerabilities that are still open Yeah, I, I, don't know. I think that WhatsApp had a similar problem a couple of uh, months, maybe years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and the idea to send the, how, how it started from behind, like uh, <laughs> you talk a little about it. Okay, I will send the, uh, an image and uh, let's see what's happened. Or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's 
starting from uh, drilling down and understand everything that is going uh, in, inside the, the team's application and how it processes messages, how it processes data, how authentication authorization works in teams, uh, where the messages is, is, is being, are being stored and so on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. So thank you for correcting this and uh, saving us all the problems. The one thing I like is because it's a cloud service, it was... patched and we are over this yeah. if it was not a cloud service in the next two years we'll still be seeing ransomware based on this yeah. <laughs> it's a good point yeah, yeah. so uh, thank you for Microsoft for fixing this yes. um, next research has a sexy name it's called by direct black direct sorry and it's around the OAuth vulnerability of a federation protocol for authorization so tell us a little bit about it I think first you need to explain a little bit more about OAuth than the vulnerability you found Yeah, so this was also very impactful uh, one and it did uh, lots of uh, news uh, press release. OF, <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, is an authorization protocol. It's very, OF uh, version 2 is very, very popular and used uh, a lot, if you know it and if, if uh, the people aren't aware of it. Uh, all, maybe the, the audience heard the... The terms access token and refresh token so it's uh, most many times is it's relevant to off off is actually being used on many applications every time that they mm-hmm. see login as on stuff like this whatsapp is using it for mm-hmm. my backups and Facebook is using it to authorize some kind of application so basically everybody are using it all the time yeah uh, it, mm-hmm. you, you perfect uh, <laughs> explain explanation uh, so when in the off under the wood there are tokens and And they are being sent uh, from the authorization and to a few resources and a third party. And this is the whole goal of OAuth. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we, we found is specifically we researched uh, Azure, the Microsoft Cloud, and we discovered a few uh, default OAuth applications that are running in every uh, Azure environment, in every customer that have Azure, and uh, that's uh, the OAuth application. Uh, could the off token could be hijacked how it could be done uh, off application uh, as a redirect URL list that's uh, after the token is being issued the token could be sent to a whitelisted uh, domain list uh, online services okay and this list might be a uh, long and, and complex and And we discovered, again, a few uh, off applications uh, that run in, in Azure that a few subnoids could be take over and wasn't registered. So a potential attacker could register those uh, uh, sub, uh, subdomains and uh, hijack the token of the application. And in this kind, those applications were sensitive and privileged, so it will uh, lead to... to a total uh, takeover of the, of the uh, Azure victims. Yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, putting it on my, uh, my words, I'm an Azure administrator. I have some kind of sample application in the Azure app. I'm adding it to my account. From now on, I can do stuff on the application with my credentials, basically with my, uh, with my token, which basically has the same permission. If I'm a global yes. admin, I'm going to be global admin everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is the OAuth token. Yeah. OAuth inside of it has a list of domains that you count on. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, basically the token has a list of domains that some of them were not registered. So now I can build a malicious application, host it on this domain, and then I could basically 
hijack all the all of token from those from those specific authentication inside Azure. Yes. Yes. Interesting, yeah. For for many years I've been thinking about the ways to manipulate OAuth and this is a very interesting uh way. What did Microsoft do? Uh first of all they reported and and unregistered and remove this uh, sub domain that wasn't in uh, in use and this is the my recommendation our recommendation to to the audience check your off application oh. make sure you own every sub domain that is white listed for delivering the the token and uh, also make sure that you use every one of them because maybe now you don't use it and it will be A year from now you will uh, lose is the ownership of this sub domain and the vulnerability will uh, pop up okay so basically how does vulnerability like this happen I mean somebody when he created the token he thinks okay let's add a couple of more domains for future use and this is how it's uh, those it's, things it, roll up it's it's it started to be more popular in uh, nowadays in the DevOps uh, world mm-hmm. uh, because when you uh, register an off application when we develop, Uh, there might be a subdomain that are uh, their uh, live time is is short because the under the wood it's a DNS that is under a container in in AWS mm-hmm. and this container might or kubernetes might be changed or might be shutting down and so on so off application might have uh, hundreds I don't uh, hundreds domains. of different subdomains Mm-hmm. okay with s some of them are with asterisks so mm-hmm. it's also uh, mm-hmm. bring up the difficulty okay uh, very interesting and it's uh, basically it's also a list of subdomain which is less crucial but also a list of domains so somebody can buy the domain yes yeah mm-hmm. exactly okay very interesting so thank you for fixing this one Um, oh, I think we're gonna have need a chapter about OAuth. <laughs> okay. OAuth is very uh, <laughs> interesting. interesting. Yeah, so let's go to the third one, uh, Shadow, uh, Shadow Admin. Okay. Yeah, this is my uh, research that I was doing. You start uh, smiling, people <laughs> didn't see. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you like this one. Yeah. <laughs> I started by uh, discovering uh, Whiskey uh, Shadow Admin in on-prem, in Active Directory, and progress to AWS Cloud, and uh, The last one was on Azure. Shadow admins are a, a new layer of privilege account, a new layer of admins that is, at first look, the, the users, the application identity will look uh, innocent. They will not look so sensitive, but in fact, uh, they have specific permission. It could be also one permission that uh, could lead If this user will be compromised, it will lead to a total privilege escalation from the current permission of the user to a full admin. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the cloud world is very complex. Each uh, AWS and, and Azure, for example, has uh, more than 5,000 different permissions. Uh, so we also got, uh, I, I, I published it uh, in a blog post and also published uh, talked about in a uh, conference that I say for example and I also uh, develop a tool an open source tool that uh, uh, it was important to me not just to publish a, a, a vulnerability a risk a threat and also I wanted to provide uh, uh, some solution mm-hmm. so I uh, there is a tool Skyark I invite you all to take a look at github at cyber repository it will scan 
your Azure and AWS, uh, it's very quick. It only needs a read-only permission because it just uh, reads the, the permission and the entity's information and will bring you the results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this, uh, this is not exactly a vulnerability, just a way that a little misconfiguration can change everything in your environment. It's also relevant to Azure, also relevant to AWS, probably also relevant to the GCP when you mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. Very interesting. Can you give us an example of a permission that you could, you could escalate into admin? Yeah, so it starts, uh, I can mention the, the simple use cases. For example, there is an API call with the relevant permission of reset password. If a user have, mm-hmm. has only one permission, right? But this permission is reset password. You, you can easily yeah. uh, reset the password of a targeted uh, admin. Another simple simple uh, example will uh, add user to group. So most of us mm-hmm. will have uh, already uh, an existing uh, mm-hmm. admin group and the attacker could add itself. And more complex could be a, a combination of a few uh, permission like in AWS. When you uh, start, when you create an EC2 instance, you can attach it a role, right, in an instance profile, and then connect the to connect to the instance, the EC2 instance, and from within assume the attach role and act on 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 on, on behalf of the attach role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you have the permission to create a new EC2 instance and attach it a, a role, it's again game over. Because you can create an instance, then you attract a role, then you log into this instance, you're acting on behalf of this yeah. role. Very interesting. The first time I encountered this was, I think, 2016 when Codespaces got hacked. Uh, Codespaces was one of those companies that was completely went bankrupt after oh. uh, a uh, hack. They uh, closed the business. And uh, over there, there were, the guy had uh, the hacker had a permission to create his own users. So even though they removed all the permissions, he was still able to create a sub-user and then you logged in through this sub-user and basically eliminated yeah, all the uh, Absolutely. It's, all it's, uh, it's in the wild, it's a, it's a threat. Again, it's kind of a misconfiguration and not really a vulnerability, mm-hmm. but we, we should all be aware of it. Mm-hmm. I can also add an important impact for it. Uh, it also emphasizes the need of least privilege in cloud yeah. because every permission uh, could be devastating and you need to make sure all, all, all your entities uh, only have uh, the permission they, they need yeah. and they use. And uh, we also, part of the, the impact of a research team at CyberArk, mm-hmm. uh, this research and, and another led to a full production a product. We have a product, uh, they call it CEM, Cloud Entitlement Manager. This is exactly his job, to, to get and retrieve the entities from the environment mm-hmm. to see uh, what the, their action being made and to prompt you and, and help you repair these uh, least privileged gaps. Mm-hmm. Can you say something smart about uh, Assume role? I mean, it's a very interesting permission from AWS. It solves a lot of problems because, again, you don't have to give the specific role, the user can assume it. But again, how do you set the boundaries of the, when do when to assume, not to assume? Can you say something about it? I think there, there is uh, lots of room for improvement for assume role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, it should be there, right? Uh, because it's very useful. Uh, but there, there are some security uh, considerations that should be uh, done better. 
for example, mm-hmm. it's very hard to monitor uh, or assume roles mm-hmm. and temporary tokens. We also publish uh, a research about this. Uh, think about if an attacker get access to a temporary token after assume role, he might assume and assume and assume yes. and, and, and keep uh, 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 this temporary token. Uh, Make it persistence token. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Uh, uh, I'd love to look at this research. I've been thinking for a couple of years about this assume role and ways to manipulate it, so it's very interesting. What is the next research? So we, there are some things that uh, I, I can obviously not say, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but there are, uh, uh, we aim to, to uh, for, for a major trends, like uh, I can say the, the buzzword, right? Uh, multi-factor, mm-hmm. uh, biometric authentication, password authentication, uh, Azure GCP, as you mentioned, is also in our uh, future. Okay. okay, interesting, yeah. looking forward. Yeah. It was re- really interesting, yeah. You also g- got us inside uh, what is going on there, so it's really, I didn't know how it worked. It was very interesting, and also the, the good things that you do. So it was a really, really great uh, episode. Let's do a summary. Yeah. So basically, you're leading the cloud research team, which is the goal of this team is to research cloud services and fund vulnerabilities, and first of all, help to secure them, make the world more uh, secure. Also, support uh, CyberArk business by uh, branding, by uh, producing new features, by uh, focusing the product team on uh, where the vulnerabilities are. So uh, this is what you do on your uh, everyday life. And uh, we talked about three very interesting uh, research. First one, Microsoft Teams, right? Vulnerability of... Uh, 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 analyzing a gift m- might cause a uh, security tokens to be sent to the attacker security uh, and the next one is also about security token this time is OAuth token and OAuth becomes really really popular and people need to pay attention and one of the problems in OAuth is that on every OAuth token there's a list of domains that uh, the OAuth token trust or communicates with and if one of those domain is Uh, is not yours and somebody can register that they can manipulate the the token and steal it uh, so again f- big focus on OAuth and everything that is related to the off security uh, also not this is not only vulnerability and it's also to keep the token secured sure. and there are many uh, attack vectors around it and the last one is the shadow admin shadow admin is basically you give permission to a user you don't think that it can escalate it or this uh, permission looks innocent and But in a way, they can use it in order to manipulate the system and gain more uh, either elevation of privileges or just simply account hijacking exactly uh, or whatever. And uh, in order to mitigate this, you have the Skyark tool, which basically overview your uh, Azure uh, or AWS environment and give you a list of permissions that could uh, be used for uh, escalating. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, very interesting, uh, Asaf. So thank you and uh, thank you, your team also and uh, keep doing uh, you know, a great job. Uh, any last word that you want to say? Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, again, protect your, your cloud. Search for Skyark. It's, of course, free and open source. And uh, thank you for having me. Great. Thank you. Update us on the next research. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Thank you to all our listeners and uh, until the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.